Hello, my name is Madeline Rickett, and welcome to the It Might Get Better podcast. Today's topic is getting to know me and what the show is all about. It's going to be chaotic, but I hope you buckle in and enjoy the ride. Okay, ah, I'm nervous. So this is my very first episode of the It Might Get Better podcast. There's still some things that need to be worked out. I just spent like 15 minutes trying to see if I can record over the audio that'll make my intro music. That'll be a task for later, obviously. So if you're listening to this now, that means I eventually figured it out. Um, But hi, I'm Madeline Rickett. I am a 21-year-old college student. I study communications and I'm hoping to pursue political journalism, but I also have an interest in radio broadcasting, which is why this podcast exists. (laughs) Um... This podcast is about how I function as an adult with ADHD, and that is very clear with the 20 seconds that I've just spent trying to collect my thoughts. Um, But so I've always done pretty well as a student. I've always been a pretty good student. But existing as a student from elementary school and middle school and high school is so much different or even like beginning of college is so much different than functioning as an adult in college, living on your own in an apartment. Uh, And moving out of the dorms and into my first apartment has been a really big life change. And I think it's because while I was just doing school and not, you know, worrying about cleaning a kitchen and a bathroom and doing laundry and paying rent and getting a job and my career, It was only up until recently that I realized ADHD impacts not just my academics. I have spent a lot of time and energy adapting my ADHD and my neurodivergency to a system which isn't necessarily neurodivergent friendly. And so I've spent a lot of my time in academics doing just that. But when I moved out into an apartment, I realized that it's not just a learning thing, it's a life thing. And it's something that affects me every day. I struggle with ADHD, generalized anxiety disorder, and some spicy depressive symptoms. And all of those things really impact how I function as an adult in society. Uh, One of my biggest realizations that ADHD impacts, like just how I function in the world as a whole and not just in academics is when I moved into, so I live on my own now, but I had previously worked for a particular company, which I will not name at this moment because I'm kind of scared of them. Um, And when I was working for this company, I was living with uh, about five other people in this apartment and we all worked for the same company. And, you know, when there's five, six people living together, it can be difficult to navigate who does what and how you live together and also there was only three bedrooms so there's two people to a room and six of us in total and the biggest thing was that I didn't know at the time that I was suffering from executive dysfunction executive dysfunction is basically I am not a doctor so I can't exactly describe what it is in medical terms but in my experience um Executive dysfunction is the opposite of executive function. So in neurotypical people, executive function is basically like you needing to do something, you telling your brain that you need to do it, and your brain basically allowing you to do it. That's my basic understanding. 
Executive dysfunction, on the other hand, is needing to do something, wanting to do something, and not physically being able to do it. And it's a very difficult tug of war with yourself. And so they would tell me to do the dishes or we would talk about doing dishes or how the trash wasn't being taken out enough. And I didn't realize it at the time, but I I got in a lot of trouble with my roommates because I wasn't doing these tasks, not because I didn't want to or because I was a bad roommate, but because I struggled with executive dysfunction and I would look at the dishes or the trash and I would be like, I need to do it. I need to do it. And I just couldn't. And there would be times when, you know, I, I would, they would get mad at me and, you know, I won't say for no reason because they didn't know. And I didn't know, you know, it, it was, it was justified, but it also created an environment where there was a lot of anxiety and stress surrounding those tasks, which just increased my executive dysfunction and just made it even harder for me to complete those. So that was the first time that I really noticed that something about how I function as an adult and in society was just fundamentally different than the people around me. And I still have difficulties with those tasks. I still have difficulties with doing the dishes and cleaning and taking out the trash. I literally need to take out the trash right now, actually. Like, I'm not even joking. My trash can is so full and it is still in my apartment and I still need to do it because these are things that I struggle with. And uh, me and my friends are theorizing that maybe it's not just depressive symptoms. Maybe I have depression and that is also making it hard for me to complete basic tasks. And so I want to kind of open a space to talk about those things because society is just not built for the neurodivergent person. Society is very much built for the neurotypical and that's not necessarily, it's neither here nor there, but I do think that like if I could like wave a magic wand and fix one problem in society, it would be that. It would be making the workplace, making academics, making just society in general more adaptable for those with neurodivergencies because it's a lot harder for us and I sometimes think it's not that fair that we have to adapt to a society that just isn't made for us and it makes life really hard but that could be its own episode Um, or I guess it's kind of the overarching theme for all of the episodes. I also want to preface this episode by saying um, not that any of you would think so judging by the you know everything about me that I just mentioned but I'm definitely not a mental health professional and I just want to encourage anyone who has the resources to get diagnosed if they think they might have any of the things that I talk about but I do have years of experience living with my various mental disabilities and so that's why I'm hoping to talk about it, but please don't use this as a form of diagnosis because this isn't even my course of study. I am a comm student. So I guess I'll talk a bit more about my general functioning. Like I said, cleaning tasks, so hard. Like I struggle with dishes and trash and like food going bad in my fridge literally every day. And that doesn't make me gross. Like it's sanitary for the most part. Another thing with ADHD is time blindness or a warped perception of time. And what that means is something that a neurotypical person will be able to look at and be like, oh, based on previous experiences, I can tell that this task of unloading the dishwasher is only gonna take like five minutes. 
Um, but for the neurodivergent brain, and definitely my brain, I don't want to speak for every neurodivergent person, but definitely my brain looks at unloading the dishwasher. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's going to take so much effort. It's going to take so long because that's just how my brain works. And then like, you know, you, you finally get the energy to actually do it. And it literally only takes like less than five minutes. It's a constant, like I said, tug of war between yourself knowing you need to do something and finding the available energy to actually do it. Because if you think that something is going to take 20 minutes and also like all of your mental energy for the day, like you're also going to put it off. Um, feeding myself is an unnecessary amount of steps when it's literally like an essential task and also technically one task if you think about it like generally, but it's it takes so much mental effort to cook. Like there's planning your grocery list and there's planning a recipe and there's going to the grocery store and actually getting the food and, you know, worrying about money, whether or not you have the money for the food, using that food before it goes bad, cooking the food, cleaning your dishes, eating the food, putting the dishes that you used to eat away and cleaning those dishes and then unloading the dishwasher and putting those dishes away when you're done, like, a couple days later, like it is a hugely annoying and unnecessary. It's very necessary. There's way too many steps is basically what I'm trying to say. And I just don't like doing it. Um, if I could get all of my nutrients from microwave mac and cheese, uh, that's what I would do because it is so much easier. I'm also very school oriented. Like I was having a conversation with my friend about this the other day about I can be in the worst mental state of my life, but I will always do my homework. I know how to do three things. I know how to eat. I don't know how to cook, but I do know how to eat. I know how to do my homework and I know how to sit on my phone. Those three things, like the act of actually eating. I know I just did this whole thing about like feeding myself is a lot, but the actual act of eating does not require a lot of mental energy. So, you know, snacks. Um, but those three things, for me, it is something that like, no matter what, I can pretty much always do. There are obviously exceptions and also like being overwhelmed with too much work and outside circumstances obviously play a factor. And those are completely separate from necessarily internal functioning. Um, but yeah, I'm very school oriented. And so I will always prior prioritize my schoolwork over pretty much everything else, including taking care of myself. And that has gotten problematic over the past couple of years, especially in college. My freshman year of college, I focused so much on schoolwork that my friends would ask me to like invite me out places. And I just wouldn't go because it wasn't even that I had to do homework right then and there. I had to do homework in two hours. And so I just wouldn't hang out with friends. And luckily my attitude towards schoolwork in that light has shifted. And so I do have a much more well-rounded social life, but like in high school, it was so bad. I would only shower once a week because I was so wrapped up in school and theater and doing the homework and studying for the tests and making sure that I did a good job at everything I did. Our brains don't want us to focus on anything that doesn't produce dopamine. Our brains thrive on dopamine. And so tasks like cooking and cleaning and and general life stuff, how are we supposed to make those feel like priorities when they don't give us any dopamine? I think it's very easy for mentally ill people to get in routines that don't serve us because 
they just don't require a lot of energy. And I definitely relate to that. Like, I mean, staring at my phone is easier than cleaning my apartment. Doing my homework is easier than exercising and microwaving a frozen meal is a lot easier than preparing a meal. None of this means that we're lazy. It just means that we have to try harder than our peers to accomplish things. And again, I hope to talk about the different facets of functioning with ADHD and anxiety and general mental illness um, on this podcast. Um, But this podcast won't be completely about mental health and ADHD, ADHD functioning. I am also a very nerdy, geeky person. I love to talk about nerdy things and analyze all sorts of media in depth with my friends or even just by myself. And I would love to talk about some of those things here. For example, um, I love Harry Potter. I have been a Harry Potter fan forever. Um, Although screw JK Rowling personally, specifically. We do not support transphobes on this podcast, but I love Harry Potter. I'm a Slytherin. My favorite book is Order of the Phoenix. My favorite movie is Goblet of Fire. And my favorite character is Harry himself. All very controversial opinions, and I live for that. I also am a huge bookworm, so some of my favorite books are Red, White, and Royal Blue, Carry On, and Simon vs. the Homo Sapiens Agenda, the first book being by Casey McQuinston, the second being by Rainbow Rowell, and the third being by Becky Albertalli. And those are all basically queer romances, and I am all about it. And a couple of those books have actually like drastically changed or affected my life. And so I would love to talk about those books specifically. Um, I'm currently reading a book called Lore, which is basically The Hunger Games meets Greek mythology. And it's fun. I don't know how I feel about it yet. And I would love to do like a book club. So if any of my listeners would like to do a book club, I would love to. So like, I don't know, let me know however you can. I really don't know how this works yet. And I would absolutely love to make that happen. I also love TV shows. Some of my favorite TV shows are The Good Place, Jane the Virgin, Euphoria. Euphoria is definitely my new favorite. Stranger Things. And I would love to do like episode by episode TV series, like analyses slash reviews, and also like chapter by chapter book reviews or like movie by movie Harry Potter reviews. Just all sorts of reviews and analyses and in-depth book talks or movie talks or TV show talks with either just myself or hopefully I can bring in some of my lovely friends. So essentially the point is um, I hope that my podcast can bring you some solace if you're mentally ill and put you on some new stuff to consume. And also like even if you're not mentally ill, everyone has mental health. So if anything I talk about or if any tips I have improve your functioning as someone with a brain in a society that doesn't like it when brains do brain stuff, Um, I'm all for it and you're welcome here. I am not one to discriminate. Topics will change from episode to episode and I hope you'll come along for the chaotic journey. This podcast is, as one of my friends affectionately put it, a podcast about my brain and what goes on inside it. This episode is more of an intro level episode, so I think I will leave it here. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I just like finished my first episode. I'm really excited to be doing this and I am just looking forward to doing even more. Um, I don't know what my next episode's going to be yet. I will find out when I plan it and record it and edit it and publish it. Yeah, to everyone who helped me get here, thank you so much. Thank you to Lyndon Jones, Sarah Stanley for all of your help 
in making sure that my podcast will be successful in just getting produced. Um, and yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. I think this is where I'm going to put in the outro that I haven't figured out how to record yet. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Thank you to Ben Ranzinger for the intro and outro music. Please check out his work at Ben Ranzinger on Instagram. I would also like to thank Lauren Alice for the graphics and Jasmine Hodgson for the photos. You can find Jasmine's work at jasminehodgson.photography on Instagram. Thank you so much and see you next week.